What's up, Stonehill Fantasy Football League? It's Kamish here, a.k.a. Nostra Thomas, the GM, owner, governor of Antonio Patriot Brown. Here comes a week two recap, week three preview. Let's do it. Here's what we got on deck for this week. We're going to do a quick recap of the standings. Uh, then we'll go into the week two matchups, recap some of those, uh, get into an overview of some of the trades that just went down. We also have an exclusive interview with GM Zach, a.k.a. Trader Zachy, and he'll tell us a little bit about the goals of his team through these trades that he's made these past two weeks. And then we'll get into the week three preview and commish picks of the week. All right, enjoy it. All right, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the standings this week. And as you all know, it's only week two. We still got plenty of football left, um, but the league's taking a little bit of shape here. We got three teams up at 2-0. and Antonio Patriot Brown, myself, as the leading scorer so far. But the Wentz wagon is less than two points behind, also at 0-2. And then the Fuck Ukraine's GM Bill. Start strong start to the season for him as well. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams at one and one. Um, and then we also have three teams at the bottom at 0 and 2. So, again, a lot of football left. Just wanted to recap the standings real quick. But the news this week in the NFL were injuries. Uh, Big Ben out for the season. Drew Brees out for at least six weeks. I mean, the quarterback position, uh, I don't think anyone had Trevor Simeon, thank God, but the quarterback position is just decimated, and I can expect the waiver wire to be very, very active uh, this week for QBs. Um, But a GM that we all know, GM Zach, he really tried to capitalize on this by trading away the top QB in fantasy football Patrick Mahomes to a team in desperate need for a quarterback the Donnie Sweeney's whose keeper round seven keeper questionable round seven keeper Drew Brees went down with a thumb injury he's going to be out for at least six weeks Um, but he traded away Michael Thomas who will also ultimately be affected by that injury uh, as well um, as well to get Patrick Mahomes and Josh Gordon who again in an absolutely electric Patriot offense, does have some upside there. So the, the time will tell about this trade if, if GM Zach made the right move by trading away the top QB in the league for a really solid wide receiver to add to his already strong receiver core. And Crane, he picked up a great quarterback. Um, so he improved his team that's in a really dire situation right now. Um, but then GM Zach went on. And he acquired the potential replacement for Pat Mahomes and Cam Newton, who, might I mention, is also suffering foot injuries. So who knows if he'll even be able to play next week. But 
if Cam can stay healthy, if he can return to the old Cam, which, to be honest, he has not shown any signs of doing lately, um, this could be a solid replacement for Pat Mahomes. But uh, as you'll all hear in an interview with GM Zach, he's looking to do more of a streaming approach at quarterback while strengthening his team um, by picking up pieces like Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and trading away some expendable pieces that he had. Um, that's a perfect segue right into our interview with GM Zach. He spent a little bit of time with me this afternoon talking about the outlook of Mahomes alone, uh, some of his thought process going behind some of these trades that he made, and how he's hopeful and he doesn't want to finish at the bottom of the standings this year. He's been down there for far too long in his opinion. He wants to return to 2013 glory and make a run at a Stonehill Fantasy Football League championship, uh, which would put him in glorified rare air as a multiple-time champion. Here's our interview with GM Zach. I hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, we have GM Zach on the line here. He is the GM, governor, and owner of Mahomes Alone. Uh, one and one so far on the season, and he's been making some trade waves, uh, especially today after the end of week two. Zach, how are you doing? Tom, thanks for having me. Everything's going well. Great. Uh, I guess my first question is, you've had a rough couple of years in the uh, Stonehill Fantasy Football League, dating back to about three years ago in the infamous Florida trip. Um, but it's got to be nice to see that after making a big trade against GM Blicker and Rub for My Chub that you came out on top with a pretty convincing win there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my time in this league has been turbulent, to say the least. I won back in 2013 and really haven't sniffed anything close since. So me and my team took a step back this year. Um, we really wanted to take an aggressive approach drafting with our keepers. We had Juju Smith-Schuster, but... With Tyreek Hill going down, we really saw an opportunity to exploit his value. A lot of analysts had him as a top three to five receiver heading into the year. I was sitting at running back, and, and GM Blicker, who loves to make deals uh, for better or for worse, was willing to strike a deal, and that's how I landed Gordon, um, D. Williams, and Tyler Boyd, who we're really excited to have on board. Awesome. And uh, just today you made a couple more trades. Um, picking up Michael Thomas, trading away your namesake, Patrick Mahomes. Um, tell me a little bit about your thought process there. And then you went up uh, just a couple hours ago and picked up mm-hmm. Cam Newton, um, who is questionable for this week. Um, so tell me about these trades and uh, how you were able to improve your team. Yeah, so with Breeze and Ben Roethlisberger going down and Patrick Mahomes playing at an MVP level again this season, uh, again, we saw an opportunity to make moves on a top-five talent in Michael Thomas, who people might see um, as a downplay heading through the rest of the season just because Breeze is injured, but we didn't see that way. We think his target share is going to remain high. His volume will remain high, although inefficient at times with Teddy Bridgewater or Hill back at quarterback. Um, so we're, that's a risk we're willing to take, you know, heading, um, hopefully with Tyree kill coming back towards week six, we can have Adams Hill, um, and now Michael Thomas at the helm. Um, and now the quarterback play, so we're going to be a, a plug and play, if you will. Um, that's where, uh, GM Tim approached me with 
Um, he's been trying to get Miles Sanders off my hand. And I saw this as an opportunity, you know, to flip some value to get a quarterback, albeit a gamble, um, but a gamble I'm willing to take. Good stuff. I mean, I personally think the Michael Thomas trade is pretty solid um, at the end of the day. Um, he's still going to be the number one option there, and they're going to have nothing to do but throw to him and dump it off to Kamara. So, yeah. um, great. Uh, what are you going to do if Cam Newton doesn't play this week? Yeah, you know, so depending on when this pod gets released, um, I can't reveal some of the moves that I've made in terms of waiver claims. Um, so that'll be seen tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. Um, I do have some moves for some for some quarterbacks who have some um, high upside depending on matchup. It could be a matchup-dependent play going forward, but given the tools that I have at the other skill positions, it's something based on the roster construct um, that we're willing to roll with going forward. Good stuff. I won't ask any more questions about the uh, roster construction as uh, we are facing off this week. Should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, <laughs> Forgot about see, that. <laughs> you'll see my analysis coming up soon uh, later in the pod. But uh, other than that, any insight as to what the new name is going to be? You know, I'm I, similar to the baseball league. I've kept my team at Springer Dinger the last couple of years. I might move it to something else, but I'm really digging the Mahomes alone right now. All right, Zach. Well, that's all I got for you. I appreciate you joining us. I'm sure we'll talk a little later on uh, a couple weeks down the line or so, but uh, good luck next week. You're facing an absolute wagon of a team. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me on. (laughs) All right, take it easy. All right, so that was the interview with GM Zach of Mahomes Alone. Hopefully you liked it. We're going to be doing these a couple times every other week, maybe every week. really depends on uh, what the league activity is looking like, which GMs would like to come on. But if you want to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome to shoot me a text. We can arrange something. Again, it's something I definitely want as a part of these weekly podcasts. So now let's get into the fun stuff. Let's get into the week two recap. I'm changing it up a little bit this year. Uh, or this week and maybe moving forward totally. But just to save us a little bit of time, uh, we're going to go just quick rundown of the scores, uh, who won, who lost, but we're also going to do studs for the winning team, duds for the losing team, and maybe dive in a little bit as to who really blew it uh, for the losing teams and and, uh, the outlook for the future. So we're going to start with the close matchups as we did last week. So the first one I have here on my list is the battle of uh, Carry On, my wayward son, Paul, and Bill Corrales, the fuck Ukraines. Um, This was only a 4.2 point differential here, and the fuck Ukraines were able to come away with a nice win, uh, improving GM Bill to the top of the standings at 2-0, and Paul falls to 1-1 on the season. Um, GM Bill, the studs of the week for him. The Matt Ryan to Julio Jones connection. Uh, Julio went for 25.1 points, including that crazy uh, touchdown at the end to bury the birds uh, in the late fourth quarter. Matt Ryan with 19.1 points. And then also out of the tight end spot, Vance McDonald with 19.3 points. Overall, solid showing out of the fuck Ukraines this week, who improved to 2-0. and um, GM Paul had some pretty big disappointments this week. Uh, we'll just start with O.J. Howard, who threw up a massive donut 
zero points, zero targets uh, in a Bucks win, which is interesting. Um, so we'll see how O.J. Howard factors into that offense moving forward. Um, but something I think is probably even more disappointing for GM Paul uh, was Alvin Kamara. I mean, 6.5 points is just not going to cut it. Who knows what this offense is going to look like without Drew Brees. Is Teddy Bridgewater going to be the quarterback moving forward? Is um, that BYU guy, Taysom Hill? I mean, what? Who are they going to put in a QB? And will they be able to dump it to Kamara and open up that kind of short ground there uh, with the passing game? And then last for GM Paul, again, not terrible performance, but not great. Definitely still an underperformance out of Josh Jacobs, who came in hot in week one. I did not necessarily pull that off again in week two, just scoring just under 10 points at 9.9. But again, GM Bill moves to 2-0, GM Paul 1-1. Moving on, um, we have GM Brian taking a victory over Chesla who falls to 0-2 on the season. Brian will improve to 1-1, 109 to 103.4. So again, another pretty close matchup. Love to see it, really love to see it. Um, something, again, just makes me smile as a commissioner of this league. Um, for Brian, his studs of the week, Saquon, he went off 21 points. Calvin Ridley at 20.5 points. Travis Kelsey at 20.2 points. Anytime you have three guys scoring the 20s like that, you're probably going to come away with a win or at least be pretty damn close to doing it. And GM Chesla, Team Zane, honestly, not a ton of underperforming there. Uh, really, just D.D. Westbrook did not play well. He scored less than one point. George Kittle at 6.9. Nice points. Um, again, a couple... Targets go the other way for Gardner Minshew to Didi. I mean, I saw one where Didi dropped a touchdown pass at one point. It could have swung the entire matchup the other way, and we'd be talking uh, a much different story for Team Zane. Um, but yeah, could not come away with it. The next matchup took us all the way into late third quarter, Monday Night Football. Probably the, I will say, the second largest victory of Monday Night Football. Um, I did win for the GMs that don't know. Won a quick $1,000 last night in the Barstool Bets contest. Um, really excited about that. I just had to throw that in there before I talk about Millsy and Odell Beckham Jr.'s performance. Uh, looks like Odell Beckham, as GM Bill said, reads his Instagram DMs. I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't answer Miller or screenshot it to his story after that game. But, hey, he did it for him. All Miller needed was about 17 points, I believe. But Odell Beckham eclipsed that at 25 points. He is the stud of the week for GM Miller. And, again, GM Crane and the Donnie Sweeney's really just suffered from a, a pretty terrible, unfortunate injury to Drew Brees, who ended up with negative points. But, again... The Donnie Sweeney's went all in on the Saints this year. Uh, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn. I mean, that's not looking great, although he is making some changes with trades, as we discussed earlier. But as far as week two, that really killed the team for him. Um, 
even though the Patriots dominated with a 35-point defensive performance. That's one of the top performances out of a defense I can remember in a really long time. Um, but like I said, the Donnie Sweeney's are going to have to climb out of a little bit of a hole thanks to some injury issues and injury breeze. So uh, moving on, we have Zach and Blick. Uh, again, these two GMs were involved in a trade earlier on before week two. Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyler Boyd were two major pieces of that trade. And Tyler Boyd outscored Juju this week. And Juju, unfortunately, lost his starting QB as well. So time will tell how that trade's going to end up working out. But um, some of the studs for GM Zach, Patrick Mahomes, in what will probably be his last game on Mahomes alone with 31.5 points. Tyler Boyd with 17.2. And Devontae Adams with 14.1. Again, the wide receiving core for this team just keeps getting stronger. And I'll be interested to see how GM Zach can manage all of these stud wide receivers. Uh, for Blicker, some truly disappointing performances out of Christian McCaffrey and what was one of the most brutal Thursday night football performances out of a favorite I can remember. Um, Mike Evans, the second best receiver on the Bucks, another disappointing outing with 8.1 points. And then finally, Duke Johnson Jr. I mean, who knows if, what that Texas team, Texans team is even going to do with him. Looks like Carlos Hyde is working more into the mix and Duke Johnson Jr. in the flex with just three points. That's definitely not going to cut it uh, for Rub for my Chubb, who falls to 0-2 this year. Uh, Mahomes alone, again, picking up their first win of the season after making a big trade. Um, as we all know, he's hot on that, that trade wire. Um, watch your phones. He's probably texting or calling, trying to get some trades in. So... Uh, GM Zach looking to improve even more on the season. Next, we have the battle of the SCMS boys, uh, Flip and Rincon. Flip improves the 2-0 on the year um, in a pretty easy victory over Rincon, who unfortunately has just gone through the gauntlet so far in the first two weeks. He has faced uh, the top two scoring teams in the league, um, and his teams honestly haven't even been putting up brutal performances um his duds of the week though LaShawn McCoy again just the inconsistent factor there is going to toy with GM Rincon and his roster making decisions all year he only scored 3.8 points Marlon Mack with 7.3 and, and DeAndre Hopkins with a um, uncharacteristic game 6.5 points uh, for GM flip Dalvin Cook is continuing to look very strong 26.6 point outing. Kenny Galladay, again, uh, great 16th round keeper for Flip at 21.7 points. And Austin Eckler still filling the shoes of Melvin Gordon just fine with 20.3 points. Um, so the Wentz wagon is holding that second position tied for first really strong uh, with another really strong outing. And lastly, we have myself, Antonio Patriot Brown, and GM Tim. Um, I mean, what can I say? My studs of the week, Dak Prescott, 27 points. Chris Godwin, the god, the best receiver on the Bucks, 
22.1 points. And Mark Andrews, this random tight end I just picked up on waivers when I saw Trey Burton was out week one. This guy's awesome. I mean, he's one of Lamar Jackson's favorite targets. 21 points. And, of course, my namesake, Antonio Brown, making his Patriot debut, scoring a touchdown within four targets or something like that. Three, his third target, scores a touchdown. I mean, geez, if this guy stays out of trouble, which I honestly don't think he's going to do, he is going to be an absolute stud with Brady at the QB, um, just peppering him with targets all year. Um, but again, even more news about this guy's coming out every single day about how much of an asshole he is and who knows how long his time on the Patriots, maybe even in the NFL, is going to be. But it's all right. It's all right. My team's just full of idiots, PD users, um, and Mark Andrews. So pretty cool. GM Tim, again, he had some tough outings out of Robert Woods. Only five points. TJ Hawkinson, who had a great week one, only 1.2 this week. Stephon Diggs, under 10 points. You're not going to win many outings with 81.3 points. I'll tell you that much. Um, for Tim, I mean, some more underperformance out of James Conner, Deshaun Watson. Le'Veon Bell carried his weight, but again, the future for that Jets offense is looking pretty grim as well. Um, Tim falls to 1-1 one one on the year, and uh, myself um, coming in hot with the high score of the week. I'll add that $30, reinvest it back into the league. Maybe I'll buy a trophy. Who knows? Um, but those are the week two rundowns, recaps, studs and duds. Again, hopefully this format uh, is a little quicker, a little more concise, a little better. And always looking to improve, but we'll move forward into the week three previews and the commission's picks uh, for week three. All right, here's the week three preview. Uh, my picks last week were about as good as my Saturday college football picks. Um, I went one in five, so definitely gonna have to get my head out of my ass there. Uh, not that literally any of you care who I think is going to win your fantasy matchups, but hey, I like going through them. I like making picks. I like gambling. Yeah, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, we got, I'll start with myself, um, Antonio Patriot Brown, like I said, facing off against Zach, whose team is very different than what the projections are showing right now. Again, he's made multiple moves. He's trying to improve his team. It's just Unfortunate that he's running into me this week. Uh, like I said, I'm never going to fade myself, so I'm picking myself there. The fuck Ukraines that rub for my chub. A 2-0 team versus an 0-2 team. Again, I'm actually going to go with the upset here. I think rub for my chub uh, with Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen's looking really good. So I think with Josh Allen at the helm and... Again, you got to think McCaffrey's going to perform better than he did last week. I think Blicker might get his first win this week here. Um, so that's what I got. I got rubbed for my chub over the fuck Ukraines. Uh, coming up next, we have the Wentz Wagon at Team Caniff. And kind of like my team, I can't fade the Wentz Wagon right now. I mean, they are a wagon. They're just putting up points. Dalvin Cook looks amazing. Um, I, I think I'm just going to continue 
to pick that team until they lose uh, and until they stop putting up 130 points a week. It's just looking really good for them. Next, the Donnie Sweeney's at Carry On My Wayward Son. Uh, I think Paul's team overall is a good team. I think they ran into a tough matchup last week against GM Bill. Um, the Matty Ice to Julio combo on Sunday afternoon um, or Sunday night football really killed Paul. I think he's coming back strong here. Lamar Jackson looks like a Heisman candidate, not Heisman, MVP candidate. He already won a fucking Heisman. Um, and again, Crane... His team, there's just too many question marks for me right now. Uh, I can't even really see what his team looks like, to be honest, until these trades go through. So that's why I'm also going to pick Paul in that one. Um, next, we have Make Your Girl Squirts, GM Cito at the Hilton Garden Ingram, uh, GM Brian. This should be a pretty close one, I think. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time before Rincon gets his first win. He's out of the gauntlet. Um, he faced off against myself in week one, flip in week two. His team is good. Um, I think they'll win. I, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to put up another dud. And he does have some question marks at running back, but I think with Brady at QB and DeAndre kind of holding down a foundation of some sorts, I think he'll be okay here. I think he'll get his first win of the year against GM Bryan. Um, and the last one here. Chesla, Team Zane at the Pride of Quincy, Miller, uh, who had a big win, um, one of his few wins in the last two years, um, which is good to see. I still, again, just on paper, I like Team Zane's team better. Uh, Carson Wentz, Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, I think that's going to be enough there to, to take it. Uh, like I said last week, I'm not really sure that Miller's foundation is quite strong enough with Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, again, Odell Beckham, solid. Aaron Rodgers has been pretty inconsistent overall. Uh, but I think here, Team Zane just has a stronger foundation overall. And again, when you're in a head-to-head -head matchup, I think uh, when you have more of a consistent team, although they are 0-2, I just think that they're going to end up winning that one. So... Those are the week three picks, and that is the end of the podcast. Um, again, week two in the books, week three coming up. Boys, get your fab out, get ready to spend it, pick up some of those QBs. I'll see you all in the group chat. Good luck in week three. Looking forward to it. Only a couple more days until football's back.